0: It's time for Defending the Faith with Pastor Kenny Word of Gospel Lighthouse Church in Bosier City. Defending the Faith uses foundational principles, fundamental teachings, and faithful preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to influence the world and strengthen believers in their daily walk. And now, here's Pastor Kenny Word. And so, uh, what I want you to see this morning is that Paul grabbed hold of this. I want to show you. Over in Galatians chapter 2, this truth that he saw, and then I'm going to take you to another place. Uh, So let's go to Galatians chapter 2, this truth that he saw, verse 19. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 19. For I, through the law of God, am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I am, everybody say I am. I am am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This passage, the Lord is telling us that even though we may be alive in the flesh, we're supposed to be crucified to Him. We're supposed to be crucified to Him and this is where you come to the end of the road of self. And you say from this point forward, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with me. You know, this was easy for me because I messed up on everything I did. Everything I put my hands on, it just blew up. Everything I put my hands on, it blew up. And so when I went to the cross and I came to the end of myself, one thought I had was, I'm I'm done. I'm tired of this. I remember telling God, I am a sorry individual. And I didn't mean I'm sorry like this. I mean, I'm a sorry person. Everything I do is wrong. Everything I touch, I mess up. And I'm tired of it. I come to the end of myself, I'm done. And when I got up from my knees, I was still alive. By the grace of God. So, nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ in me. See, I'm not living for myself. From that point forward, I'm not living for myself. Have I been tempted to? Sure. Let somebody talk about you. You'll want to live for yourself. You'll want to vindicate yourself when somebody starts talking bad about you. Yeah. Listen, if you start living for God, somebody's going to talk bad about you. You start just simply living for God. When you get in ministry, you start doing things for God, preaching. People are going to talk bad about you. No matter how good your intentions are, because the enemy's going to use people to try to wear you out to try to defuse the fire of God inside you. But if you have come to the end of yourself, no fiery dart from the enemy will defeat you. Amen. If you have come to the end of yourself, it doesn't matter how many fiery darts he launches, he's a defeated foe. Right. It's only when you start living for yourself that those fiery darts hurt. And so Paul's talking about here that we are crucified with Christ. No longer for ourselves, but now for Him. When you go to the cross, you say from this point forward, everything's for Him. Everything's for Him. Everything I am, everything I do. I'm going to tell you, you know, one of the things about me personally, I... I never thought I would preach. I mean, I knew from the time I was saved, God called me to. But before that, I wasn't a public speaker. I I told the church this you know, I failed public speaking so bad, they kicked me out of the class in college. They told me to go get my money back in college. And you know, they like your money in college, but the teacher literally told me, go get your money back. You're not a public speaker. But when, when I came to the end of myself, I, I gave myself to God. Whatever you want me to do. Wherever you want me to go. Crucified. I crucify how I care about what other people think about me. Right? Well, If you live a crucified life, it doesn't matter what people think or say about you. It matters what God thinks and says about you. Amen. That's what reigns supreme. And so this whole switch begins to take place and you no longer live for self, but you begin to live for God. You no longer are, are all about you, you, you. You're all about Him, Him, Him. You're no longer about how everything affects you. Some people, they just can't pray anything unless it affects them. Pray for my this, pray for my that, pray for my this, pray for my that. When God has called us to seek His kingdom and His righteousness, First, first, that that should be the priority of our lives, is living for Him and seeing His kingdom advance through this world. If we will seek His kingdom and His righteousness first, what does God say? All these things will be... You don't have to worry about it. That means God's going to take care of you. God knows how to take care of His children. In fact, God is so good at taking care of His children, you don't have to worry about it. Because He's your provider. He's your protector. He's the Lord of hosts. He's Jehovah-Jireh, right? So if you'll get caught up on His business, you won't have to be worrying about yours. But if all that you exist for is your business... It's going to be like sand running through your fingers. You're never going to be able to hold it. You're never going to be able to hold it. You're never going to be able to attain and access what God has for you if you're your kingdom first. Take a, just take a few thoughts. When was the last time you prayed more for God's plans than yours? God, I need a new car. God, I need a new house. I need this and I need that. I need this and I need that. And God said very plainly that we should seek His kingdom first. So, where's the problem? Is the problem with God or us? God told us how to be blessed. I read it to you in Psalm 1. God told us how to be blessed. And Jesus told us that if we're about His kingdom, then all those other things will be, about, they'll be added to us. But yet, yeah, what are we about first? Us. We're about us. It, it, it always is about us. It's like a funnel. Everything is about us. Sometimes it, it, it never fails. You can do something and just be trying to serve God and you'll run across somebody and they'll say, "You know, um, why did you do that? Don't you know that I don't like doing this, this and this? Don't you know that I don't like this, that or the other? Don't you know I don't like purple? Don't you know I don't like blue? Don't you know I don't like screens? Don't you know I don't like banners? Don't you know I don't like air Don't you know that we're trying to serve God and not you? It, it, it's not about us. It's about Him and His kingdom. Right? Amen. But we get it backwards. We get it backwards. I'm just giving you a kind of a silly example, you know, because that hasn't happened here. But, that, but that's how we always operate. Everybody always operates and thinks about how everything affects us. I remember thinking about that whenever I was a kid. I was like, when is the preacher going to stop? Because I knew that the other church in town got out at 12 o'clock and Pizza Hut would be full. And if he did not stop, we wouldn't get the pizza. We'd have to wait. We would have to wait forever to eat. So even as a child, I, I, my mind is not on the kingdom of God, it's always about me. When is this going to happen so I can do this? When is that going to happen so I can do that? When am I going to get a promotion? When am I going to get to go on the stage? When am I going to get to do this? When am I going to get to do that? When God has specifically told us, and God's not a liar, God has specifically told us to seek His kingdom first. I saw this about uh, dating one time. They said, you know, in, instead of being worried about trying to find somebody else, if you'll get lost on running towards God, God will bring somebody to run next to you. Amen. Maybe to keep you in line. <laughs> Sometimes you're just a partner in the race. But God will bring somebody to run next to you. But you've got to first get lost in going after God Amen. instead of always worried about you. I'm sorry. I love you. But the crucified life is the genesis or the beginning of where you'll start walking in the blessing of God. The ground in in Psalm 1, verse 3, the ground that it says we're planted in by the rivers of water, that ground is the crucified life. The tree, the tree, it is not just sitting on top of the ground. You know, if you, get, if you buy a tree, they put it in a bucket or whatever, you can sit it on top of the ground, but it's not going to start growing roots. It's not going to attach itself to the ground. You've got to literally dig out a place for that specific tree and place it into the ground. And being planted... In the baptism of His death means that you are coming to the end of yourself and submerging yourself into Him. All that you are in Him. And then He'll raise you to newness of life. This is called the crucified life. And this is one of the things that I believe why so many people have a weak and powerless walk with God it doesn't end there it doesn't end there we're going to wrap up but let me I want to show you something in Matthew chapter 15 Matthew 15 See, when when we're talking about, being planted into the baptism of his death this is the beginning of a new life you see when when all of life is about you you haven't been planted in his death you haven't come to the end of yourself and from that time forward it'll always be frustrating You'll wonder why everybody else is progressing in God and you're not. It's because you haven't come to the end of yourself. you got to get past yourself. You have got to come past yourself. Uh, um, You know what? I know that that doesn't sit well, but I love you enough to tell you that you've got to get over yourself. It's not about you. It's about God. And it's about what God can do through you once you're crucified to self. You live for yourself, it's always going to be frustrating. You're always going to be mad at somebody because somebody's done you wrong. Somebody's shortchanged you. Somebody didn't give you a second chance. Somebody didn't give you a second look. Somebody didn't give you a handout or a hand up. It's always about that kind of stuff. But if you've come to the end of yourself, if you've been baptized into his death and raised to new life, all you care about is serving God, pleasing God. Let somebody talk bad about you. Bless them, anyways. God said to forgive your enemies, to love your enemies, forgive those that trespass against you. That'll test whether you're crucified with Christ. Let somebody do you wrong. And you can prove it. I got the proof. They did me wrong. Aren't you crucified? Aren't you crucified with Christ? It's not about you. Right? Matthew chapter 15. Verse number 12. Now, Jesus had just dropped a, 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 like a theology bomb on the Pharisees. And, and he really kind of rocked their world about the law and their interpretation of the law. And, and, and the disciples came to him in verse 12. He said, Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest, that that, knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? So don't you know that you kind of rocked the boat, Jesus? You know, Jesus had a way of rocking the boat. Here's one thing about Jesus that you need to know whenever you read the Bible. Everybody that comes in contact with Jesus is changed, for the better or for the worse. Nobody stays the same that comes in contact with Jesus. You get somebody that come to church, and they hear the truth of God's Word, they're either going to get softened to it, they're either going to be more open to it, or they're going to grow a bitter, cold heart. Amen. You cannot stay the same when you're around Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is around these Pharisees, and He rocks the boat. He rocks everybody's boat. Okay, don't you know that they were offended after they heard this saying? But He answered and said, every plant everybody say plant Plant. every plant which my heavenly father hath not planted shall be rooted up you see we're talking about being planted in the death of christ that we can live a crucified life accessing the blessing the promises the power of god and jesus has a way of going around people And if they haven't been planted in this crucified life, God has a way of uprooting them. Let me say it like this. God will expose those that are rooted in Christ and those that aren't. God has a way of of trying you. God has a way of testing you. And if you're not rooted in Christ, if you're not planted in the baptism of His death, if you're not rooted in Him, then life's circumstances will come against you and uproot you. You see, if you're planted in His death, then no matter what happens to you in this life, it will not rock your boat. You see, that the thing that we need to realize is that life will always fall apart because life in this world is fallen. It don't matter how much Bible you quote, one day you're gonna need glasses. It don't matter how much Bible you know, one day you're gonna need a walker. One day you're gonna need a coffin. Amen. Unless the Jesus, unless Jesus returns first, <laughs> but either way, you're going to die. This body's going to come off, and, and and so the problem is, life will always be messed up. It's cracked. It's fallen. It's been tainted with sin. Every fabric of it has been tainted with sin. And the only thing that is different is that which has been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Everything else has been tainted by sin. And so when, when we see here that those that are not planted in, in Christ are uprooted, it's, it is life's circumstances pulling them Life's circumstances, uprooting them. When things don't go the way that you want, you get mad. I got news for you. Even, even when you're crucified with Christ, life is not going to go the way that you want it to go. If life went the way you wanted it to go, you would be a, a witch or a warlock or something like that. That's manip- that is called manipulating circumstances. We're not called to manipulate circumstances we're called to stand on the promises of God. This is is fundamental to living a blessed life. It's not about having your car brand new and having your house brand new. It's about living crucified to flesh, crucified to self. This morning... As you see here, those that are not planted in Christ will be uprooted when when life falls apart. They fall apart. But if you're in Christ, when life falls apart, you have something to stand on. See, Jesus said that it rains on the just and the unjust. Did He not? Do do you think He meant literal rain? When Jesus said that it rains on the just and the unjust, do you think He meant literal rain? Figurative, right? Figure of speech. What He meant was, it don't matter whether you're righteous or unrighteous, you're probably going to get fired from a job one day. It don't matter whether you're righteous or unrighteous, you're probably going to have to bury somebody you love one day. It don't matter whether you're righteous or unrighteous, there may be a time when you don't have any crackers on the pantry shelf. It's not about whether you're righteous or not. It rains on both. But if you've been crucified to self, you've got some... to stand on. You've been planted into something firm. A firm foundation. The crucified life is a firm foundation to be planted in. No, No hell can push against it. No scheme of the enemy can tear you away from it. If God has planted you in the baptism of Christ's death, nothing the enemy can do to pull you out. As Paul said, He's crucified. Nevertheless He lives, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. I want to ask you if if today, if Christ is living in you. Is Christ living in you? If He is, do you live for Him? Are you seeking your kingdom? Will Will you take... Will you just just think back a few moments to your last 10, 15, 20 100 prayers. Are they all about you? And if it is all about you, how do you marry that up with seeking his kingdom first? <coughs> You see, we have got a a fundamental shift that needs to take place. And I don't mean anything funny by that. I just mean we need to get over ourselves, And we need to be seeking His kingdom first. We need to be kingdom-minded. This is how... Listen, I'm closing, I promise. But this is how we move from a four-walls mentality. Did you hear that? There is no program on God's green earth to, to grow a church. I really don't think God's too much concerned whether we make this building two stories. And we won't ever as long as I'm here. I don't think He's so much concerned about that. You know what He's more worried about? that we go outside those doors on fire for God and witnessing to Jesus Christ to the world. That's where we should be. Not so much, you know, Lord, we need a second story so we can have classrooms up there and classrooms down here. Lord, we need this and Lord, we need that. Let's be about His kingdom first. Let's let's go out into the highways and byways and share Christ's love to a a hurting world. You know, one of the things that we're going to be doing this summer is we're going to be really pushing these different ministries outside the four walls. We're going to have a a little board where you can have a, a, a way to get connected to all these different ministries that we're helping and partnering with. But it's not even about so much that. You, you, you don't even have to partner with another ministry. You just need to partner with God. Yeah. You, need to, you need to think about partnering with God and seeking His kingdom first. You know, so many times we miss those people that are hurting around us. How many times? I promise you I'm closing. How many times did, did Jesus' disciples pass Hurting people. But yet Jesus saw them. Everybody else passed Zacchaeus. Everybody else passed blind Bartimaeus. But Jesus didn't. Jesus saw. Jesus was not looking for his kingdom. He was looking to establish his, God's kingdom. And, and so when we go out in the world, we need to not look past people. People that are downtrodden, people that are lonely, people that are broken, people that are hurting, people that are, above all that, lost and going to hell. And you've got the remedy, you've got the cure for hell. You've got the gospel of Jesus Christ. It always baffles me how so much preaching is done about the here and now. When 80 years from now, that's not going to matter. But 800 million years from now, one thing will matter. Whether they're burning in hell or not. But we're so now minded, so me minded, we're not on God's page. And yet, we got so many people in the church, I'm not talking about you. We got so many people in the churches that just do not have the power of God in their life. Prayers don't work. I try to read; it don't work. I try to do this; it don't work. I try this, and it don't work. Right? When was the last time you run across a, a believer that was powerful in their walk with God? Come on. You—I'll tell you when you came across somebody that was powerful in their walk with God. It's not because they, they, they started using uh, essential oils. It's not because they started reading a new devotional book. It's not because they got a new translation of the Bible that really unlocked it. It's not because they learned how to read Greek and it opened it up to them. It's not because they learned a new song and it was just really good. You know, when you run across somebody that has the power of God at work in their life, you know why? It's not because of any of those other things. It's because they're crucified in Christ. They're living a crucified life. Therefore, they're experiencing the power of God in their life. That's it. It's simple. It's very simple. Extremely hard. It's extremely hard to get past yourself. Amen? You have been listening to Defending the Faith with Pastor Kenny Word of Gospel Lighthouse Church in Bossier City. Defending the Faith uses foundational principles, fundamental teachings, and faithful preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to influence the world and strengthen believers in their daily walk. Gospel Lighthouse Church is located at 4350 Panther Drive in Bossier City. Go to churchlighthouse.com for more information, and please tune in again next time for Defending the Faith.